here. And that lets you save the look here. True form life. Green look on Welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body, and I am not True Form Life's Drew Tadium. I am, however, Jameson Brown. I am the producer for Exploring Mind and Body, and I have been, well, since day one. Now, Drew and I were kind of discussing what the best way to close out 2012 would be, and it dawned on us. Though Drew started the show in August of 2011... 2012 was a big year for the show because it meant one full year worth of shows to pick from for a best of. And, well, that's what we're going to do. Two weeks, the best moments of 2012. Some of the segments you're going to hear in the next two weeks were my favorites. Some of them were Drew's favorites. But some of them were just so big in terms of moments for True Form Life and for Drew Tadia that we had to include them. So without any further ado... This is True Form Life's Exploring Mind and Body, Best of 2012. This is Exploring Mind and Body with True Form's Drew Tadia, fitness expert on 96.5 CKFM. Our first segment in the Best of 2012 is my favorite segment ever. In the early going of Exploring Mind and Body, Drew came to me and asked for advice in terms of adding elements to the show. And I told him that, you know, interview formats are always great. And I also said that now that he had this show, this was a great opportunity. This was a reason to approach people that he'd always wanted to approach. And he swung for the fences, booking in Dan Millman to join him on the show, one of his favorite authors. Now, this is a critical segment because this conversation with Dan... I believe, and I'm sure Drew would admit, has a lot to do with Drew putting out a book of his own. Drew, Dan Millman, segment number one of Best of 2012. All right, Dan, I'd like to welcome you to an, uh, one of our editions of Exploring Mind and Body, and I'd like to thank you very much for doing this interview with us. Oh, I'm happy to be here with you. Okay, so... Um, you know, I really enjoy your books myself. On this show in particular, we've been doing uh, Book of the Week, and I've mentioned a couple of your books. Uh, me personally, as we talked about, uh, Body Mind Mastery is one of my favorite books, and I've recommended that uh, numerous times. And, you know, us both being athletes, um, I think it's, it's very beneficial, and I like how you, how you were saying that it's not only for the average person, or for athletes, but for the average person as well. Well, Drew, being fellow athletes, uh, we have a way of communicating and understanding one another that uh, many people who haven't done uh, striving and gone through the process of learning and the frustrations and the ups and downs, and whether it's in sports or playing a musical instrument, um, they can't quite understand that process. For example, you and I both very well know that uh, everything is difficult until it becomes easy. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> now, right. we, we also know that there are times, whether it's in the sport or in a martial art or any form of training or even in a relationship or at work, sometimes things seem to fall apart and everything seems to get worse, a crisis point. We don't know what we're doing, we feel like. We feel like we were better at it uh, weeks or months ago. But what we don't often realize until we gain experience is sometimes those, those crisis times are when the learning is really happening. And after those crunches, 
we make a breakthrough of some kind and an improvement, whether it's a relationship or in sports. So I constantly see sports as a metaphor of life, as a way to learn about ourselves and our life, which is why I recommend to athletes, um, don't dedicate your life to your sport, dedicate your sport to your life. That's great. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. Um, I figured. <laughs> and I've, I've been able to recommend that book a number of times to you know clients and friends, so they've been able to benefit from it as well. So it's reaching well, that's great. quite a few people. Um, and then, of course, there's uh, The Peaceful Warrior, which you know, I'm sure everyone's heard of. Um, and then again, that's been able to touch myself, you know, and improve myself on a personal level and so many other people is, do you have a favorite book? Like I know, uh, these, every pieces of art are, you know, are close and personal. Do you have a favorite one? Well, even though this metaphor has been probably run into the ground, uh, it feels new to me that when someone writes a book, it is very much like, uh, as far as I can know, uh, being a male, uh, process of giving birth. In other words, there's a conception, there's a gestation period, there are labor pains, and finally birth announcements when you send your, your child, so to speak, out into the world. So I have 15 books, 15 children out there. So if, if somebody's married and has three children and, and they ask me, what's your favorite book? I say, well, who's your favorite child? <laughs> and they go, well, I don't really have a favorite. They're all different. And that's exactly how I feel about my books. So um, in, in a sense, my, my preoccupation is the one I'm writing at the moment. That's the one I'm most focused on, like a new child. But um, each book is a different facet of what I call a peaceful warrior's approach to living. And what the term peaceful warrior means, of course, is the acknowledgement that we're all striving to live with a peaceful heart. But there are times we need a warrior's spirit because it takes courage to live in this world. And... And rather than get too general about just living in the world, uh, since you're focused on fitness and sports as well, um, it's important to understand that sports are a form of voluntary adversity. You know, we've all gone through physical, emotional, mental difficulties, and we become stronger and wiser and maybe even more compassionate for having gone through those difficulties right. a form of spiritual weightlifting. And so when people take on sports or a fitness training, they, it's like life, but more so. So they can learn a lot about themselves and their lives in the process of training. For example, uh, coming up in, um, in early March this year, I'm teaching my last courage training. I taught it for 14 years, but it's so labor-intensive. Um, for various reasons, I decided to retire it, but I'm bringing it back because my staff convinced me to. They <laughs> love it so much. That's great. Uh, so we're teaching, and this is a training about knife fighting. Right. But, you know, who cares about knife fighting? How many times are we going to need that in our lives? However... As a metaphor of life, you can't beat it um, in terms of learning about flow and learning about all the laws of, of um, the universe in terms of how they apply to our lives. So that's why anybody who does training uh, is really learning uh, much more than they might uh, realize if they're just overly focused on points and winning and losing and so on. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've read about your... your uh knife training there and it sounds really interesting so i'm glad some more people get to experience that before you before you end that chapter of your life yeah. um you know i've been just a quick question about um releasing some of your artworks like i create some things myself and sometimes after it's created it's tough to let it go do you have any uh any issues around that well that is an interesting question because since i brought up that metaphor about you know giving birth, I mean, when, when you paint, when you're an artist, whether you do it with words or, or images, uh, 
some kind of medium, you know, in terms of painting, drawing. Um, some parents have trouble letting go of their kids. Right. But at some point, it has to find its own way in the world. So um, I think we, we, we imagine it's limited, you know, that we're limited. And uh, I have a number of words in me, and that's it. Or I have only so many paintings. But one just draws forth the other. We can, it just opens us up to, to giving more. So every one we let go of, it opens a space for new ones to come. It's the same analogy as if you want to swim across a swimming pool, you've got to let go of one side before you <laughs> get to the other. So right, it's a great way of looking at it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so being uh, so involved in gymnastics, for me personally, I do a lot of full body exercises that really um, interest me. And I've actually, it amazes me or fascinates me about the the strength and body control it takes for gymnastics to do what they do. I've actually set myself a small goal of doing a, a handstand, which is sounds kind of funny telling that to a you know a world champion. But um, do you miss do you miss uh, gymnastics at all, or do you do anything with that within that in your life right now? Um, first of all, yes. I, you know, when I was a young man, I just loved jumping on the trampoline and do and trying flips on the ground and handsprings and so on. I never thought about it as a way of bodybuilding, but it's true. Gymnasts do get pretty muscular bodies because they work with their whole body weight. Um, I never heard of weightlifting. Um, I, I, I got very strong in, as a gymnast. We, I used to work out at what they call Muscle Beach, Santa Monica, down in Santa Monica, and we'd do things flying off the rings, doing somersaults and doubles and triples and all that. And the, the, the bodybuilders were there, and they would just be pumping these weights up and down, and they'd get you know, big muscles. But we could do so much more. So it wasn't about, uh, I'm going to sculpt my body. That just happened as a, as a side benefit. Um, so I can't appreciate, you know, doing calisthenic-type activities, one never needs to actually have a set of weights, right. except as remedial exercise. If one does things, you can do slow-motion push-ups, slow-motion squats, even slow-motion sit-ups. That slow-motion is tremendous, and, and working with one's body weight at different angles. Now, no, I, you shouldn't be a, uh, at all uh, um, uh, chagrined about saying you'd like to learn, a, you know, work with handstands because that's something I, I do sometimes when I give lectures. You know, I start with a handstand. Uh, people get a big kick out of it because I'm, you know, I'm turning 66 next month, <laughs> and I still do twisting somersaults and the trampoline and all that. Um, that's great. But I don't tumble as much. You know, at my age, the pounding it doesn't feel as good as it used to. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a great sport for anybody just to learn basic gymnastics. In fact, next week I'm going to an Aikido school. I've been invited just to teach handstands and cartwheels there, and it's a lot of fun for adults to learn that. Yeah, well, for me, I'm really enjoying it too. Um, great. But okay, just to wrap things up here, I was wondering if you wanted to say anything about your new project coming out. Well, um, it's too early to talk about. You know, you, you ask an author about a new book, and they'll either tell you too much or too little, and I'm I'm in the too little phase. <laughs> Until I have a draft done, don't like to talk about it. But okay. um, anybody who's curious about my work, uh, about the Peaceful Warrior's way and the way I teach, which is pretty grounded, you know, head in the clouds, feet on the ground, um, anybody who's curious about that can just go to my website. I have a lot of interesting items at the website, that, uh, and it's peacefulwarrior.com. Uh, for example, if someone clicks on life purpose, they can go put in their date of birth in a life purpose calculator and immediately see some some interesting, like a paragraph, a teaser about some fundamental issues on their life path um, that's different from other people. So, uh, 
people are welcome to do that, and, and or get on my email list if they're interested in doing so. But PeacefulWarrior.com, that's the central clearinghouse. Okay. Great. Then, uh, you know, once again, we can't thank you enough for joining us and, and uh, giving us some of your time. I really appreciate that. Well, I wish you and your listeners all the best, Drew, and thanks for having me on. Okay. Thanks very much, Dan. Take care. You bet. Bye now. Exploring Mind and Body with True Form's Drew Taddea would not be possible without the help from the following sponsors. AG Foods in Gidsbury, CLC Fitness Center, Health Street in the Cornerstone Shopping Center Olds, and Shoppers Drug Mart. Working together to help build a healthier tomorrow. For more information on True Form Life, Drew Taddea, or how to become a sponsor of Exploring Mind and Body, visit trueformlife.com. Our next segment in the best of exploring mind and body 2012 is kind of a two for one. It features Leslie Winfield, who had a gigantic part in exploring mind and body this past year. She underwent a dramatic lifestyle transformation with the help of Drew. And uh, this segment features her reading one of Drew's blog posts regarding the scale. I love this because, again, for anybody who's trying to get healthy, you need to understand, though the number on the scale can be used as a guideline, it should never be used as the end-all and be-all. And this segment talks all about that. We've been following Leslie Winfield for a while now. She's on an incredible weight loss journey. There's ups and downs, joy and frustration, and all the while, seemingly controlled by weight loss, but more directly, the scale. I've talked about the scale and how I feel about it in previous episodes. In fact, when people hear me talk about the scale, they think I'm talking about them, which is true to a point, but isn't entirely. I talk about myself also. I've gone through most things in this health and fitness world, which is why people can learn from me. The scale's no different. I write about the scale because it affects me just like anyone else. My frustrations are usually the exact opposite, though. From as long as I can remember, I'm labeled a hard gainer, which means it's difficult for me to gain muscle mass. Not usually important for women in the lifting world, although there's nothing more important to men. And I was very much engulfed in the lifting fitness world. There was a time that the only thing that was important to me was gaining muscle mass because I felt that gaining mass was the only way to make me a better athlete. Of course, I know the truth now, but I had a different mindset back then and believed everything that was pushed on me by the industry, which is why I am where I am now. But that's another topic. I've gone through different phases of gaining and cutting, or weight loss to be clear. Mainly gaining, and the scale controlled me too. I'm not ashamed to say that's the way it is. If we let it, our emotions will be controlled by a silly number, which means little at any other time of day, any other time of our lives, when we're not standing on it looking down at these numbers. We've weighed ourselves 20 times a day, thinking that if we could get what we want, we'll be happy, but really setting ourselves up for failure, every chance we get. I've talked about the scale a few times before, so I'm going to end this now. I'm going to talk about my writing before I reintroduce Leslie. I often write. I have a blog at trueformlife.com. I write these shows, and I write poetry, which sometimes shared on my blog, and other times saved only for me. Often when I put my pen to paper, or more so these days, fingers to keyboard, I never know exactly what's going to come out. I believe writing is medicine for the soul. We hold in so much tension, so much frustration and anger, and don't have a release valve. For me, it's writing, and I feel it would be a positive form of medicine for any soul, and so many other things if we all choose to write sometimes. When I say I don't know what'll come out, I mean sometimes I write and look back a couple days or months later and don't remember writing a word of it. That was apparent with proofreading our book called Elevate Your Health that we'll be releasing shortly. 
I'm passionate about health, if you didn't know. I get excited sometimes, and even a little over-emotional. I'd say more than a few things came out that weren't exactly politically correct in the first version of our book. With two of us writing, at times we argued who wrote what, which was more comical than anything. After listening to Leslie's vlog and the struggles she's having with the scale, I decided to write a letter to the scale. Sounds funny, but you'll understand in a second. I don't exactly remember writing this, but I know I sent it to her. This was the first time someone actually put life into my words, and I can't express what an amazing job she did. So I thought she'd do it herself. I asked her to come on air with me and read the letter the way she did on her vlog. Without further ado, I'd like to reintroduce Leslie Winfield. She's down 43 pounds. More importantly, she meets her weekly workout goals, improves her nutrition as days go by, and is learning life lessons at warp speed. Here's Leslie reading, Dear Mr. Scale. Dear Scale, I'd like to let you know you no longer control my emotions. You don't decide my state. You don't determine my happiness. You no longer get to choose what kind of mood I'm in after I spend a short time with you. I will no longer give you my strength, disempowering me. I have spent weeks, hours, and months now learning and experimenting, going through ups and downs on how to control my emotions, how to be happy with what I have. I've learned that what I focus on is most important. Unfortunately for you, I will weigh myself, but I won't let you influence my feelings. I get up every day and I follow a plan, all directed towards the goals that actually make me happy in life. I'm thrilled to say you have nothing to do with the things that inspire me, the things that motivate me, and the things that make me move forward. I'd like to tell you, Mr. Scale, that I do not hate you. I don't fear you. I love you. Every time I spend time with you, I learn something about myself and how my body works with exercise and food. You teach me so many things. How could I hate you? How could I avoid you? Because of you, I know exactly what works and what doesn't. And when I find that out, I repeat what works to find success. I know many dislike you, and I'm sorry for that. Maybe most don't understand what I do. Maybe most don't realize that you're a blessing in disguise. What if I didn't have you, Mr. Scale? Who would help me stay on track? Who would never lie to me? Who else isn't biased in any way other than you? Thank you for always being honest with me and telling me the truth. Thank you for telling me when I need to work harder and when I have worked harder. I appreciate you being with me on my journey. I would like to clear things up though. I want to make sure that we both know. You no longer control my emotions. You don't decide my state. You don't determine my happiness. You no longer get to choose what kind of mood I'm in after we spend a short time together. I will no longer give you my strength. I will no longer let you disempower me. I am strong. I am courageous. I am successful, and you or anything else won't get in the way of what I am after. True form life. Well, there you have it. Week one of the best of 2012 when it came to exploring mind and body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia. On behalf of Drew and myself, a very Merry Christmas goes out to you, and we'll be back next week, Sunday, December 30th, for week two of the best of Exploring Mind and Body 2012. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. For more on True Form's Drew Tadia, visit trueformlife.com or call 403-510-4915. 
Exploring mind and body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia would not be possible without the help of GDK Gravel and Sand. GDK Gravel and Sand, now offering all products in half and one yard bags. Give them a call today for more information. 1-877-335-2091.